Welcome back to Waterdeep Dragon Heist, a D&D adventure created by Wizards of the Coast, customized and ran by me, BD, the DM, and played by some of my great friends. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, starting at 01, we suggest you do that as each episode builds on the last, and each episode starts right where the last one left off. As explained in the first episode, this adventure is a teaser of sorts. The pandemic cut this adventure short, but the theatrics are here for you to enjoy. Despite ending on an unfinished note, we hope you find a lot to love. Expect new episodes of this adventure to drop until you see a final episode tag in the episode description of your podcast app. That's it. Let's get back into the game. Oh, and if this is your first time, welcome to the basement party. get approached by one of the city watchmen and they go ahead and command you to actually hop onto the horse with them. Yes, of course, sir. Soon as you get on, the horse lurches off in the direction of the dray as it went ahead and careened down the alley. It was uh, bandits, sir. They had a disagreement, started a fight amongst themselves. He yells back to you, you can tell it to the black cloaks. Well, yes, sir. I'd be happy to. He doesn't respond again as he goes ahead and yeah, and as he continues to Make his horse go faster to go ahead and catch up with the Dre. You hear a crash as you guys come down the alley. And as you come out of the alley, it comes up into this open circular courtyard. Do we have time before the guards catch up with the ones that crashed out? How far behind were they? Um, As the Dre crashes and tips over on its side, um, and you see plumes of dust and dirt rise in the air, you're able to go ahead and pick yourself up from the ground. I will immediately run over to uh, to Lauren and start casting casting prestigitation on both of us to clean us up from the dust. We are not filthy animals. Where's Velo? I'll clean him Calm up down. too. I'll go ahead and start trying to clean everybody off. If Velo dies, my golden ticket means nothing. Okay. Well, you technically weren't the first off the cart. Cheaters. <laughs> so the dust clears a bit. The horses with the city watchmen move forward. And come over to the crash as it settles. You see the bodies of these bandits are strewn across this area too. And mangled and broken. Soon as they come close, you see that the four um, city watchmen behind immediately kind of rush into the scene. And begin to go ahead and force the congregation of people to, to dis- disperse. And the city watchmen look at all of you who are dirty and look to be maybe a part of this situation. And they have these kind of wooden batons. All of you! Come over here! Sit down! Yes, sir. All right. Can I get off the horse? I'll call out, Mr. Volo, are you all right? See, Volo's standing up and he's dusting himself off. Would you like help getting clean? (laughs) Yeah. I'll head towards him and clean him off. Or intercept him and kind of help him along. He grabs onto you. You see, Yagra also is getting up from the ground and kind of checking herself. She kind of looks at the city watchman and kind of grimace. You see the other... City Watchmen, go over to these dead, mangled bodies of these banded individuals and begin checking them out. You also see some of the other people kind of looking from alleyways and whatnot, peering out their windows, assessing the situation. The guy who's on the other horse helps you off, too, and leads you over to the group to sit down. Thank you, sir. That's very kind. 
He nods. He comes over after My letting you guys sit down. down. He takes off his helmet. He looks to be maybe 30 or so. Looks at Volo and his eyes narrow. He goes, Mr. Gadarum. Volo goes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, yeah, brave, um, city watchman. Uh, you, you arrived just in time. The security that I hired didn't seem to be that effective. You see Yager sitting next to him gives him a grimace and a look. You hear one of the city watchmen from where one of the bandits' bodies are at goes, This one looks stabbed a lot. Vola goes, I can explain. The city watchman goes, Does anybody else want to explain? They did it to themselves. That's what I said. We all saw it. They fought each other. That's what happened. Go ahead and roll me um, a deception. Yeah, I helped. <laughs> sure. So I get an advantage because he helped? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that'll be all of eight. With a 13 on the dice, this young city watchman stares you down and looks you up and down. Likely story. Voldo gets up and goes, Good sir, <laughs> you know me. I've been around Waterdeep for quite some time now. I wouldn't willingly walk into um a situation murdering folks or anything like that. Perhaps you can call the black folks and I can explain to them. They know me very well. You see, he turns around and looks at all of you and gives you a look of, let him handle this. He looks back. I'll explain it to them. I promise. City Watch goes, I was going to call them anyway. I'm not making a decision on this. But very well, if you don't want to tell me anything, we'll go ahead and wait for them to arrive. You hear another caller from one bandit. This one here has a tattoo. Write it down then. God. All right. We'll clean this mess, but don't go anywhere. You got it? Good. The city watchmen continue to go around the scene and evaluate it. They kind of pull the bodies into a small pile. Um, You notice that um, Yagra sits there and just kind of looks around and she stares at the city watchman with like a, a distinct dislike for them. Um, occasionally she like kind of picks up a rock and just tosses it. She looks around and one of the city watchmen eventually comes up and asks, do any of you own these weapons? Points to the weapons that are a shroon on the floor. Are any of those mine? Did you drop any of your weapons? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Nobody says anything. Agra doesn't say anything either. I don't do any, any of the bolts say courtesy of Domino? No. They're not mine. See, so he walks away and goes back to one of the other city guard members and kind of whispers something to him. And they both kind of look in you guys' direction. And they shrug and shake their heads. I was about to rook nods. <laughs> no, I wait, surely. I'm sorry. I was going to say why they before they approached us, I would have tried to get over to um, the goblin friend to uh, help clean him up some. All right. You guys wait around long enough to get a short rest in before these black cloaks show up. Eventually, most people kind of disperse from the scene and go back to their lives, kind of bored of the situation that shortly interrupted whatever they were doing. The Black Cloaks, if you haven't experienced them before, you see a wagon show up. And um, actually, I'm sorry, it's a coach. And with this coach, you see um, two armed uh, guardsmen. These ones are distinctly different from the City Watch, which has these kind of um, swooping um, helmets and these colorful plumes at their sleeves. The city guard, on the other hand, are just dressed what looks to be like in chain mail, and you see that they carry actual weapons with them. They don't carry just batons. You see that they both have long swords, these two. They get off of this coach, and you see, also get off the coach, 
is a man dressed in black robes. Celeste, you know this to be justices, the adjudicators that go ahead and hand out sentences um, based upon whatever crimes that were committed or perceived to be committed here on the spot. You know that for more serious crimes, they go ahead and call over the paddy wagon and arrest said individuals and then take them to the local jailhouse, where then sentencing is given out. You see this tall, slender man, human, you see his kind of graying edges um, at his um, hairline. He comes over, he evaluates the situation, and then walks over to where you guys are sitting and goes, Mr. Godard, why am I not surprised to go ahead and see um, you involved in this situation here? Follows eyes go wide and goes, what do you mean? He goes, you always seem to know some interesting individuals, and those individuals seem to get themselves in some interesting predicaments. I was told here by the watch that you would be able to go ahead and explain what went on here. We have five dead bodies. One of them seems to be stabbed to death. One of the watchmen indicated that this halfling here... Gnome. I'm sorry, gnome, um, lied about exactly what happened and what went down, but considering your status here in society, I'm willing to go ahead and give it a listen from you, unless any of you, any of you others would like to go ahead and explain. I pull on Celeste's um, sleeve and I say, Celeste, what? your papers... I don't have them. Her notes. Difficult. I grimaced. Well, it goes, I will explain. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about five dead bodies. Voli walks over to this black cloak and kind of guides him away from the scene and begins to talk to him hushedly. Do any of you do anything while this happens? You see that he's intentionally talking pretty low and he doesn't want to be heard. And they talk for quite a long time, maybe 15 minutes or so. And you see that the look on this um, magister's face um, seems to be quite um, unconvinced of um, whatever Volo is explaining to him. You see that this magister goes ahead and seems to scold him for a moment. And they both nod at each other and they both agree on something and then come back to the group. The man in black robes comes back. He looks at all of you skeptically and goes, You're in good hands. You're lucky that you had Mr. Godarm here to go ahead and vouch for you. You see that he takes out what looks to be a scroll case from inside of his robes. Unscrews the cap and takes out some papers. You see he then goes over to a piece of debris and kind of dusts it off. And he sits down. He takes out a pen from the scroll case and begins to go ahead and write something down. Considering we have had, um, let's go ahead and say a crime wave as of recently throughout the city of Waterdeep, I am convinced that whatever you guys did wasn't purposeful. We were randomly chosen to be on this. I understand that. But that this wasn't you maybe being associated with any other factions or gangs. And maybe deciding to duel this out to the death in the streets. How Some of you, I understand, are quite new here to the city. Were you given a brochure of the laws? I, I live here. Oh, then you should know that um, even... You see that he flips through his papers, as in the DM flips through his papers. The penalty for murdering a citizen with justification is exile up to five years, or hard labor up to three years, or damages equaling 1,000 gold pieces paid to the victim's kin. That's with justification. But 
Like I said, we've been experiencing some problems here in the city. What problems? I've been away in Cholt for quite a while. Like I said, there's a crime wave. There seems to be some, I don't know, argument or war going on between some of the most unsavory individuals in the city. We've had to go ahead and crack down. And lately we've been sentencing people some harsh laws for things like this. But like I said, Volo went ahead and vouched for you here, so I think I'm going to go ahead and do something a bit different. If you guys agree that you all stay out of trouble from here on out, right? Of course. Right? You find yourself in a predicament in which maybe somebody assaults you or attacks you. You run and you go to the nearest city watch station, correct? Yes. Fantastic. You don't fight it out in the streets, correct? That would be unseemly. Exactly. All right. You see he continues to write on paper. You see that he seems to be writing about six copies of something. Each one of you is guilty of disturbing the peace and fine 40 dragons plus one shard in tax. So he goes over, gives you a paper, gives you a paper. Thank you very much. Looks around at the city watchman. All of you have a great day. You can leave the scene now. Is his name on it? On the paperwork? Sure. Is his signature on it? Is his signature? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know, guys. You want to give him a name? A reasonable name? Not like, you know, Dick Watt or Forest. something like that. What, what is he? <laughs> He's a Magistar. Yeah. He's kind of like a judge in the street. Horace yeah. Finch. Horace Finch? I was going to say. Okay. Right. Sure, Hubert, I like it. Hubert McAdams. Horace Hubert. Judge McAdams. Horace Finch. That is in my inventory. Alex? No. <laughs> You know, in the city, you would go to um, one of the ward's um, court houses, and you would go ahead and report there. Or you can go to one of the um, precincts, which the city watch goes ahead and holds, and you would go ahead and bring your gold there. And what is on this bill again? It says that you owe the city of Waterdeep 40 dragons, that's 40 gold pieces, and one shard in tax. And it must be paid in 10 days. If not paid, you will be immediately arrested upon finding that you did not pay. Set fine. I talked. I you know, speak to Celeste. Forty dragons. Polo goes. You guys should be quite thankful. Did you just not hear what he said? All of you could have been exiled or worse. I had to go ahead and you don't know what I had to promise this person. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Why not? Because that's my matter, my business. Look, just know that that's a thank you for. Giving me better protection than when I hired. You see, it looks at Yagra. So Yagra's looking over the piece of paper that she had. You see, she balls it up and tosses it on the ground. I, I the uh, the scroll with the fine right to to Volo. I'm like, here you go. This is yours. I'm not paying that. <sighs> yes, your tour exactly. Where was I? Yagra says, speaking of monetary value, I think you owe me twenty five gold pieces for this job. That's twenty five. Volo goes. 20. Good job, Lauren. You consider this a job? You see he points around to the wreckage that you guys just left. Five people attacked me, us, on the dray. You're, I hired you to explicitly to keep me safe. You didn't die. No, I didn't die, but that's... Not... How much of that blood was yours? No, none of it, of course. Yeah, that's... But... So I think yeah, we're there's doing a very grades good job. of service here. All right, and you're, there's degrees of alive. So you know you who to hire on your alive. next round. Speaking of such, actually, 
the entire terrifying ride here um, made me remember or think of something, problem I need solved. We can do the rest of the tour, and then we can go to the awning portal and talk about it. And you give me my gold. Or we can arm wrestle for it. Arm wrestle? You know what? I'm a good person. I will give you your gold, but you better believe that <laughs> some of the reviews you're going to go ahead and see in some of the rags are not going to be good. What kind of mercenary are you? One star review. As long so, as I get my pay. We could just go straight to the awning portal, I think. There's a lot to see along the way. Actually, we are still here in the dock ward. Ah, yes, you can tell by looking at the Honorable Knight. You see he points off in the distance. You can see the silhouette of the massive walking statue of a knight kind of frozen. We're still in the dock ward. We're not too many blocks away. I can show you some of that. And um, along the way, maybe you can introduce yourselves to, to me in some capacity. Look, I have another job I also would like to go ahead and talk to you guys about. I mean, uh, seeing a guy you guys handled that there, you guys look like you may be born for greatness. Is it going to be paying more than 40 gold per head? Yeah, I think... And be able to be done in 10 days? Yes, I, ho- I would hope so. Yager says, I'm not going. I'm done. Good, I didn't ask you. But thank you for your input, Yager. I really appreciate it. Everybody wanted to go ahead and hear that right there. All right, Yager's not going. <laughs> We're all agreed. Thanks. I'll walk you back to the yawning portal. I got business there anyway. All right, well, let's get to walking. Well, as for the introductions, as you can see, according to the scroll, my name is Dominic. And uh, congratulations, you are now Dominic. I, I hand him the scroll once more. They're going to find you regardless. You don't think you're the first person? In, you think you're the first person to like just scribble a different name? I didn't scribble my name at all. You're talking about on the actual fine ticket? Yes. You recall back to, and I didn't want to go ahead and go through this process, but they would have asked you for your papers that you got at the front gate to check your name and then use that to go ahead and write the fine or the ticket. You signed X. So you just signed X. All right. They went ahead and wrote that down. Dolo still says the same thing. They will find you and I'm not paying this. I helped you get out of jail. I helped you get Dungeons. out of the graveyard. Gals. I think Cemetery. We're Morgue. Look, I can give you another job, and maybe you can, for a lot more than 40, well, dragons, yes. And uh, maybe from that, you can get other jobs. And um, find some way to go ahead and pay off that fine yourself. Or if you don't want to pay it off, that is all up to you, sir. Has your scribbling your X on it. You guys continue walking along throughout the city of um, Waterdeep with um, Volo and Yagra towards the Yawning Portal. As you guys walk, you can smell kind of um, in wisps um, the, the brine from the Great Harbor um, to the west, kind of intermingled with kind of a fishy smell, and um, there's some um, kind of industrial metallic smells kind of wafting through the air, along with um, everything else that is part of a city. The buildings here are extremely tall, about four or five stories, and the streets around this area are mostly narrow. At this time, it's almost getting, it's approaching noon, and even though it's approaching noon, everything is still kind of overcast in these streets, mainly because the buildings are so tall that generally this area only gets like real sunlight, probably at the height of noon during the daytime. Around the dock ward, you see people kind of dressed down, um, 
it doesn't look like this is the most affluent part of town. As you're walking, Volo is kind of leading the charge here, and he has kind of um, a sauntering, um, confident uh, swagger to him as he walks along the streets. Um, you pass a lot of folks who look to be kind of like uh, workers, maybe the worker class here of the city of Waterdeep. A lot of um, hand-drawn um, carts, um, a lot of individuals who have stalls and they're kind of hawking wares here and there. You see dock workers, um, some of them carrying boxes to and fro. It's just another busy day here in the city of Waterdeep. As you're walking, Volo says, so, uh, who are you guys? You know each other? I don't know these mooks. Well, uh, looks like you do now. I mean, what's your name? Come on, friend. I'm not going to go tell on you or anything. You can call me Domino. Domino it is. And you, my reptilian friend, lizard folk, I believe, right? That's just correct. Uh, I spent some time in some tribes. Uh, far west. Uh, east, uh, excuse me. Depends on, you know. Yeah. Depends on the day, I guess. And you? Uh, my name is Kothar. Oh, Kothar. And I can tell that you've been around the city quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name is Celeste Silver- Silverwillow. So nice Celeste to meet you. Silverwillow. Where's a bell? Hard to go ahead and pinpoint. Anyway, you sure you don't work for a broadsheet or anything? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's okay. I've actually was in an, um Chult, just, you know. Ah, yes, I was down there. I met some interesting fellows. That's actually where I met my, our Triton friend, Thaloran, here. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm glad to have that, uh... Death curse thing wrapped up. Even though I can say that, um, as you guys heard out near the walls, that um, some folks are still not too happy about um that whole fiasco. But hey, can't win them all over, right? And you, my friend. My name's Tarok. 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 Yeah, I like it. Pretty straightforward, easy to pronounce. No, we don't see too many goblin folks here around Waterdeep. Obviously, you're not from this area too. I've been through. Back and forth a little bit. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, up in the field ward, there are many goblinoid folks there. Must say, though, though, even though the city is quite sophisticated, there's still some discrimination and goes on to and fro. But right now, the big discriminating factor seems to be um, the gangs and the thugs that are running around on the streets. Like over there, you see Volo then points. He points at a building, and what you see is that it is covered in a collage of different advertisements and sheets. But what you see kind of painted over this collage is a massive symbol. You see it's a symbol of a circle, and it looks like a crudely drawn eye. That's right there. The Xanathar Guild. And look at that. You see points across the street. You see another building disrespectfully kind of painted over the window and near a door. You see um, a massive sigil or signa of the Zentaro, which seems to be kind of like a flying snake with wings. You know a lot about that, Yagra, don't you? Yagra just kind of gives him a side eye, but doesn't say anything and keeps walking. I don't know nothing about that, neither. Oh, hm. no one asked you, my friend. No one asked. I didn't say nothing, neither. Some conflict is going on. I'm not sure what. I've been kind of preoccupied with another book I'm writing. But um, it's really sparked up over the past couple months or so. Xanathars and uh, Zintarum um, at each other's throats for some reason. There's been killings on the streets. Random gang warfare. Um, assassinations. You see, shoots an eye at Yagra again. All types of stuff going on here. And it looks like the City Watch is having a hard time at least putting this one down. 
seem to be quite widespread. I mean, worse here, obviously, in the Dock Ward, considering most of these are average folks, and most of the City Watch is patrolling the trades and the Sea Ward. But, um, it still is everywhere. Not to mention, uh, there's some other stuff about, uh, some midnight caper robbing people in the northern parts of the city. It's terrible. But, you know, that's all the things that come with, um, living in a city, I guess. And then there's this whole no one thing that keeps popping up here and there, and even they have their own insignia. See over here. You see Volo then walks over to a building, and once again is kind of covered in all types of flyers. He rips one off, and goes ahead and hands it to you. You see on the flyer, there is a picture of what looks to be a humanoid, um, a head, a bust, um, a drawing. But it looks like a combination of tiefling, human, half-orc, elven, all these typical humanoid races kind of transposed on top of each other. It looks like it's supposed to be a depiction of uh, a humanoid that's all different types of races. He has no facial features, really, except the distinguishing marks of the horn, maybe the teeth of a half-orc or an orc, and the ears of an elf. This flyer has no verbiage or anything on it. It just has this weird drawing of all different races combined. That's the no-one flyer, and a lot of the average folks around here, and the Dark Ward in particular, have been picking up its banner. It's not too unheard of now to see somebody preaching about being ruled by no one. Um, to and fro. But they're still average folks, and generally they listen to the City Watch if, I guess, you know, they scare them enough. Laurel Silverhand made the light shine upon her. She's been a great ruler, I mean, especially considering <laughs> Neverember. I don't know if you were. You remember Neverember. I mean, horrible man. I'm going to talk about he almost bankrupted the city. Mm hmm. Yes. I mean, during the Cult of the Dragon, he used that as an excuse to go ahead and um, just funnel money into the City Watch and the Guard. There's uh, all types of word on the street about gold on books not being accounted for. And it was awful. The city felt chaotic, unstable. Rightfully, they usurped him, and Laurel Silverhand <laughs> took over. She's just. She's good. She was one of the main people who... Help save Waterdeep during the second sundering. When the massive statues were kind of marching through the city here, and when the gods came down from the heavens to mount Waterdeep, and it points at the looming silhouette of the mountain in the west. That was her. She knows Alminster. She's a great person. It just confounds me that somebody would be around here preaching that she's some tyrant. Can't win them all. But um, I guess... The whole thing down in Cholt was quite disturbing. Hundreds, I mean, thousands, thousands of people went down there and never came back. And those that did come back ended up in asylum. He seems to go ahead and think. Like the, the hospice of, um, what is it called? Lopsin. Yes, yes, yes. So many came back from Cholt and magic couldn't restore their minds. The, the things they've seen, the, the horrors they confronted. 
And then there's the whole debate about who went ahead and solved that issue in the first place. I mean, there's some great lectures and, you know, some of the temples and stuff around here, especially in the Castle Ward, where they talk about interdimensional splitting of dimensions and one dimension, some people solved the death curse and another dimension, uh, some other people solved it, but it all depends upon who observed it, when and where. Interesting stuff. So it's even really confusing because nobody's really certain exactly what happened. Everybody's heard of the name of, of a lit we won't go ahead and talk about um but exactly what was going on and why is um still up for debate but i can see how if you lost your mother or your son down in the jungles of chult all to really stop some rich people from being able to resurrect themselves whenever they would like and that would be quite disturbing but it's all in the way you frame it right anyway ah we're almost here you see that the dock ward has slowly disappeared and turned into something of a, the buildings look more stately and um, more organized and clean. Um, you see that a lot of the buildings here are second, uh, two or three stories. They're made of white stucco with wooden kind of cross beams, kind of your classic um, Victorian style houses. You get marched into um, the yawning portal. And if those of you who have never seen it before, it's a massive three or two or three story tavern. Where in the center of it, center of it, there's a huge 40 foot in diameter gaping hole that leads down into a place rumored to be called Undermountain. You see that there's all types of booths and um, tables and there is a bar at the far end. And you see that there is um, a severe looking man with a large kind of handlebar mustache and some mutton chops serving out drinks. And the place is quite popping. Should I say popping? Yeah, why not? It's, po it's popping. It's popping. It's popping. This place it's is quite popping. popping. <laughs> you see that there's a small stage in the corner of um, the tavern. You see uh, an elven or half-elven male sitting there with a three-stringed kind of lute. You see that he's slowly going ahead and strumming some notes. You see that there's some other individuals here also placed around and there's a couple doors leading into back corridors and um, private rooms. You see Yager goes ahead and gives Ebolo kind of a pat on the shoulder and says, I'm going to check in with some people. But I'll be back for my 25 gold. I bet you will. <laughs> Thank you for your services, Yaga. I really, really appreciate it. I felt safe. Safe out there. Like my life wasn't in danger at all. <sighs> ah, over here. You see Volo gestures to a circular table. All of you go ahead and sit down. You see a young, kind of bubbly, pale barkeep comes up to you. I'm sorry, server. You see that she has curly blonde hair, and you see that she seems to be a bit stout, but she has curves. She has a bubbly face and kind of freckles and wide green eyes. He goes, how you doing, folks? My name is Bonnie. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Bonnie. Oh, y'all look like y'all need a drink. All the sad eyes. Mm -hmm. Let me take a guess. Hmm. And what's your favorite drink? Kothar, what do you like? I don't know, you've never had drink before. Do you drink water? Well, yeah. Do you like water a lot? You prefer water? Uh, I mean, compared to um, water, I mean, it's water, so I guess I'd take water. Bonnie says before you can say anything, you don't look like the drinking type. You look like you need just something to quench your thirst. How about some cool water? Ice? Not too many places got fresh ice. I'll try some ice with my water. Fantastic. 
You see, she goes around the table and names each of you guys' favorite drink. If you don't have a favorite drink, she goes ahead and gives you kind of a puzzled look and asks if you would like something to eat instead. If your drink is milk, she names it. If it's a beer, she names it. She grabs all of you guys' favorite drinks, and if you don't protest, she quickly goes ahead and disappears back to the bar. Bolo smiles and goes, this is a lot better, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cozy bar. You see, it looks around, and the yawning port is quite rustic. It has kind of hanging lanterns. You see there's all different types of people here. Most of them look like they're exotic and adventurous. They have the best goat's milk here. Yes, I imagine that they do. You know, even though there was once, I did go ahead and try some goat's milk on a dare. It was uh, way, way out, far east, a place near what's called Parnass. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But down to business. So, you guys look quite sturdy, looking for maybe um, a way to make some gold to maybe pay off your fine. Or if you don't want to go ahead and pay your fine, that is fine. But um, I have uh, a situation I think you guys can handle. If you can handle that out there, five bandits on a runaway dray, you can definitely handle this. What do you say? You're down? And I will give each of you ten gold pieces. Now, and when you return, each one of you, I will give a hundred gold pieces. That's a quite a sizable amount of money, right? So what do we need to do? So, <laughs> he leans a bit forward on the table and he looks down. I I have a friend who's missing. Huh. Seems to be a trend. Anyway, he's, he's a good man. He's young in his 30s, red hair, um, quite a handsome. Um, and the thing is, is that everybody knows Flume Blagmar. He's um, quite known, known very well in upper social circles, and even down here at the docks, and, and even in the southern ward. Did, he did gets you around. say Flume Blagmar? Blagmar. Blagmar. Yes. He owes me money. Well, you have to bring that up with him. And um, he's usually good at paying his debts. But anyway, he gives you a look. Roll me a deception. (laughs) I got a two. 18 on the dice. He goes... We're the two charisma people here. (laughs) Three people. Everybody at the table just looks at you. (laughs) What was his... What's his name again? Floon Blagmon. Spelled F-L-O-O-N Blagmar with two A. Yes, Floon. Good friends. We were out drinking a couple nights ago. And um, I was trying to go ahead and get my mind off of um, you know, this book I'm trying to write. Uh, Bolo's Guide to Spirits. Hmm. Yes, but anyway, um, coming out soon. As soon as I get past this, um, this hump. I left early, and I haven't seen him in a couple days. I had some people go check in on him, and he hasn't returned home. Don't know where he went, and I'm afraid that he's been kidnapped. Where were you drinking? I was, I was in the dock ward, a, a place that he likes to go. It's kind of ruckus and a bit dangerous. But um, most of the people there are quite solid, and I never felt in danger before. Yes, let's it was called that. the Skewart Dragon. Dragon. Yes. Can't miss it. It has a massive anchor kind of like dropped into its roof. It's quite interesting, one of those places. But um, yes, I, I, I arrived, we had some drinks, and then I left, and then we haven't heard from him since. He has red hair. Um, like I said, he's 30s. He's kind of handsome fellow. Dressed in fine clothing. Um... I just need you to find him. He 
means a lot to me as a friend. Who would want to hurt him? I have no idea. I mean, everybody knows Floon. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine somebody would want to hurt him. I mean, he's a really, he's a simple fellow. He's not the smartest one, but, um, don't tell him I said that. But, I don't know. I don't know who would want to hurt him. I left the skewered dragon, and he never contacted me. He hasn't returned, and he's been gone for two days. I'm afraid something bad has happened to him, and the longer I wait, the harder it's going to be. I already reported this to the city watch, but you go to a precinct, they're slammed with reports from all types of thefts and beatings and stuff across the city they haven't got to it and i don't think they're going to get to it anytime soon why are you so worried it's only been a couple days <sighs> somebody hopping on a dray and attempting to kill my hired guard stuff like that's been happening all over the place and i'm afraid something like that may have happened to him so what do you guys say are you willing to help do you have more information Anything else you can possibly think of that would help lead us in a direction after we go to the skewer dragon? I have no idea. I, I literally left and I just didn't see him again. I'm so sorry. If I had more information, Who I would tell you. Who else does he hang out you. with? Who else should we go talk to that might know his whereabouts or know if he's in trouble or things like this? You can't be the only one he hangs around. Can we check no. his house? Oh, yeah. Where does he live? No Which? one's there. And I've had people report. I think he was kidnapped after whatever happened to the Skewer Dragon. But it's somewhere up in the Sea Ward. Um, I can give you the intersection of the Skewer Dragon. No, if you go to Net Street, the intersection of Net and Filet Street. I'm sorry, Filet Lane. For his house? No. This is the Skewer Dragon. You go there and check first. Just trust me on this one. That makes it sound like you have more information. I have information about other things. And let's just say that... Uh-huh. This is stuff that has nothing to do with Floon and being kidnapped, I don't think. You should tell us anyway, so that way if we come across it, we don't have to waste time getting back to you to verify it. Excuse me, I have a call. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you can give us a little bit more here. Well, what I do know is that the Skewered Dragon is owned by the Zentarum. Hmm, imagine that. And as far as where his home is at in the Sea Ward... I'm not going to give out those details just yet. Do you know if Floon Blagmar is his real name? Yes, I know that. I've known him for years. I haven't been back to the Skewer Dragon because I don't want to get kidnapped myself, considering all the gang violence that's been going on. I mean, what? Don't look at me like that. You're just withholding information that could help. I'm withholding Floon's private residence, and I'm doing that for a reason. I don't think strangers should go ahead and know... We're not strangers, we're having a drink. Yes. We'll take that step if we need to. Then we will go together over to his place. But like I said, I had other individuals check it out. I've been up there, it's empty. No one's there. Are they looking for him too? The ones that I hired before, they were. They never came back. Oh, I did. Maybe I should have mentioned that. So, but you (laughs) let those strangers go into his house. But not us. Yes. Well, we've already protected your life. Our little goblin buddy here did a better mercenary work than the one you paid for. We, we both did good work, I find. Mercenary to mercenary. You killed more. Oh, Domino. What do you think? What? I was busy drinking. You'll be useful later. Do we have an agreement? You check the skewer dragon, then we'll go up to his home. I promise. I'm. 
It's not like you can't find me if I'm lying to you or Where something like that. Where do we come back? Come back here for you. Yes, I keep a room here in the Yawning Port. It's the safest place. I don't know, Lord. Money, you do you want to pursue this? Will it help you? It might help us find ways to find your friend. Look, if if anything, you do this for me. I'm a good person to know. I, I would be indebted to you definitely if you help me find my friend and i'm pretty sure floon he would appreciate it too and he knows many people i don't know what other business you have here in the city but i'm pretty sure floon can help if celeste is willing to help i'll help fantastic see that's the spirit heroes in the making right Mm -hmm. i'm convinced anyway so oh that's right you probably want to be paid that i have 10 gold each right that's what you said there you go. 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 <laughs> Coin bags hit the table. All right. So, um, much luck to you. Uh, the other ones I hired, they never came back. I, I assume they just abandoned my mission. Hopefully nothing bad happened to them. But, um... What are their names? Um, let me see. Yeah, you'll tell me later. Sure. I'll write them down. Sounds good. Write that down for me, yeah. All right. Goes ahead and takes your pen. There you go. All right. See, you guys on Kothar, my my friend, new to the city, and you've already made friends, right? I wouldn't say friends, man, <laughs> but acquaintances. Okay, that's a first step. A that's a first step. And Taruk, you're a stoutly man. I'm pretty sure there is um evil doers to be slain, right? I like getting paid. Or that too. <laughs> as long as you're good to your word. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm good. I gave you ten gold. Yeah. Still the hundred I'm worried about. I will give you a hundred gold when you return. It's a hundred dragons. Good job. Yes, dragons. That is correct. Um, not nibs, not shards, but dragons. What is a shard? It's a silver piece. I will do... Look. Bolo was good for his word. Ask anyone. We'll ask anyone here in the yawning board. All right. We good? <clears throat> You've got the drinks tonight as well, correct? Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have the drinks tonight. Bartender, 